se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. We're going to be learning the fourth piece in Hilchos Shabbos in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi Al Harambam. Uh, this is in Perak Tes Zayin, Halacha Tes Zayin. This is a very important piece. Rab Chaim touches on a number of core issues in regards to Hilchos Erevin. Primarily, he's dealing with the concept of Tzuras HaPesach, a doorway which in Hilchos Erevin creates a wall. So he's trying to understand exactly what that means and how that works. But in the midst of his discussion, and it's a somewhat long one, he touches on a number of other themes, including whether the walls of the Mechitza, the Eruv, are needed in order to enclose the space, or you need walls themselves. And he touches on other areas of Halacha, like Sukkah and Kilaim, where walls are also necessary. So this is an important piece with a lot of very central Halachic distinctions that he makes. The Rambam begins, Kol any wall of an Eruv which has more opening than closed, so 51% of it is open space, so that's not considered a wall. A wall has to be at least 51% closed. Let's say it's 50 and 50. So then the rule is as follows. That's an okay mechitza, but you cannot have any opening which is more than 10 amos wide. If it would be exactly 10 amos, it would be okay. But more than that would be a problem. But the Rambam says, even if it's more than 10 amos, there is a way around this. So if this opening in the wall is not just an opening, but it has a tsuras pesach, it looks like a doorway. It has two posts on the side and a roof going over them. So it looks like a doorway. Then, then even though the opening is bigger than 10 amos, it does not invalidate the wall. But all of this is on condition that the open space is not more than the enclosed space. So essentially the Rambam's rulings when it comes to Eruv are that if there's more open space in the wall than closed space, that invalidates the wall. And if there's an opening which is more than 10 amos, that would also invalidate the wall. Uh, but if that opening looks like a Tzuras HaPesach, then it can be more than 10, but you still need to have more closed space than open space throughout the wall. Now, our focus here is not practical halacha, but uh, I will just add that there are Rishonim who disagree with this Rambam. Most of our Eruvin are built using telephone wires and other things, which are certainly mostly open space. There's very little closed space in them. And uh, we rely on the other shitas who hold that if you have a tzuras ha-pesach, so then even if it's mostly open space, it would still be sufficient. And uh, both positions are quoted in the Shulchan Arach, the Rambam, and those who disagree. And uh, we rely for our Eruvin on the other position. According to the Rambam, our Eruvin would not be kosher because there is so much open space. And even a tzuras ha-pesach won't help you if you have that much open space.
Now, in the laws of Sukkah, the Rambam says a similar rule. Sukkah harbe. If you have a Sukkah with a lot of openings, that would be kosher, even though it's mostly open space. So that's one leniency that Sukkah has over the Eruv on Shabbos. It can be mostly open space. But this assumes there's no one opening which is more than 10. Amos. But if there was an opening which was more than 10 Amos, even if it looks like a Tzuras HaPesach, in that case you would need it to be mostly enclosed space. It would have to be Omed Meruba Al HaParutz in order for it to be kosher. So uh, the laws of sukkah are a little more lenient, but still the Rambam maintains the same thing, that if you have a huge open space, which is more than 10 amos, even if it has a tzuras ha-pesach, it cannot then be that most of the wall is open space. Now, the Magid Mishnah and other Mepharshim on the Rambam ask that the Gemara in Erevin on Daf Yud Aleph seems to imply that a tzuras ha-pesach takes care of the problem that this opening is larger than 10 amos, and it takes care of the problem that most of the wall is open space, it's not enclosed. And these two concepts are dependent on each other. So if so, says the Magid Mishnah, how can the Rambam distinguish that the Tzuras HaPesach allows you to have an opening which is more than 10 Amos, but you still need Omen Merubah Al HaParutz, it needs to be at least 51% enclosed. According to the Gemara, these two things are dependent on each other, and uh, if you can use it for an opening larger than 10 Amos, it should also take care of the problem that 51% of the wall is open. So why does the Rambam distinguish between these two. And this is a big discussion in the Mepharshim. There's a number of different approaches to this. Now, most of the Mepharshim ask specifically on the Rambam's halachas in Erevin. But uh, Reb Chaim asks also when it comes to sukkah. Because he points out that sukkah, 51% open space is kosher. But if you have one space, which is more than 10 amos, it's a problem. So once you have a tzuras ha-pesach on that large opening, that takes care of that opening. It's now a tzuras ha-pesach that turns it into a doorway instead of an opening, and therefore it's kosher. So once that's become kosher, says Rav Chaim, why does it matter anymore if it's 51% enclosed or open? Even if it's 51% open, it should still be a kosher sukkah. So he's bothered by why the Rambam holds that if you have a tzuras ha-pesach on a larger than 10 ama opening, it needs to be 51% enclosed in order to make the sukkah kosher. So Reb Chaim analyzes what exactly does a tzuras ha-pesach add in halacha over any other opening. And he analyzes this through a question on Rav. His position in the Gemara is that a tzuras ha-pesach does not help you for an opening which is more than 10 amas wide. And it also does not help you if 51% of this space is, is open. So according to Rav, there seems to be no difference whatsoever between a tzuras ha-pesach and just any opening in the wall. And Rab Chaim points out that a Tzuras HaPesach is nothing more than an enhanced opening. Uh, the way he proves this is the Rambam holds that a Tzuras HaPesach, which is on a corner, is not considered a, a Tzuras HaPesach, part of the wall, because who makes a door in the corner? It's not where people make doors. So uh, Rab Chaim says that you see a Tzuras HaPesach is not some magical formula in Halacha that if you put up two sides and something on top, it suddenly becomes a wall, but it just means that it becomes 
is a doorway. That's why the Rambam holds in the corner where people don't put doors, uh, you cannot transform that into a wall by making a Tzuras HaPesach. So if a Tzuras HaPesach is just an enhanced version of a doorway, and Rav holds that any door which is less than 10 amas wide in a wall which is 51% enclosed is kosher. So what do you gain by putting up a Tzuras HaPesach? In what way does that change the halacha in any way? So Reb Chaim explains the difference between an opening and a doorway in halacha as follows. An opening is just something which removes the psul which was created by this opening. So you have an opening in your wall that invalidates the wall. But if you can say that it's an opening in the wall as opposed to just a breach or a hole, so that makes the wall kosher. But the opening itself is not part of this wall. It does not count towards the space of the wall. The only thing it does is it solves the problem that here you have a wall of your Eruv which has huge holes in it. So the answer is that they're not holes, they're openings, and therefore it's a kosher wall. And Reb Chaim proves this from a number of Gemaras. The Gemara in Erevin, Dafavav, says that an opening in a wall makes it that it's not just a hole sitting there, and uh, on Daf Tesvav also, which describes a an Eruv Mechitza, Ubelvadshie, Geder Gavoa, Sarat Fachim, it has to be Ten Fachim High, Vlo Yehu, Pirtzos, Yeseros, Al Habinyan, it can have large holes which are more than 51%. Kol pirtzashu ki yud amos muteres. Any hole which is 10 amos is allowed mipnei kepesach because that's viewed as an opening. Yeser mikan aser. But more than that is aser because it's going to be a huge hole in the wall. So you see that the distinction between something which is 10 amos wide or if it's larger is whether we view this hole as an opening, in which case the wall is salvageable, or if it's larger, that it's a hole in the wall and you can't use this wall as part of the A-roof. And that's why the Mishnah distinguishes that whether it's 51% enclosed, Omid Meruba al Haparutz, is really a separate halacha that's necessary even if it's considered an opening because the opening does not contribute to the wall. The opening just resolves the problem of the hole, but you still need a wall. So for that, you would need 51% to be enclosed in order to create the wall. So this is the explanation for what a Pesach, an opening, does and how it helps create an Eruv. Uh, by contrast, says Reb Chaim, the Tzuras HaPesach is not just a resolution to the problem of the whole, but it's actually part of the Mechitza. It becomes a part of the wall, and that's the essence of the Halacha of Tzuras HaPesach. What's added is that it's not just that it resolves the problem of the hole and turns it from a hole into an opening, but more than that, it takes it from a hole into a doorway which is now part of the wall. So it actually becomes a section of the wall. Now, Reb Chaim delves even deeper into this distinction. And he says that if we think about it, when we're dealing with a Pesach, a regular opening, so the reason why this is a Pesach is not innate to this opening because it could be a hole. What makes it an opening is only the fact that there is the wall which is majority enclosed on both sides of it. So because there is a wall on either side and that wall is a halachic wall, therefore the opening is considered an opening and not just a hole. 
But when it comes to the Tzuras HaPesach, so it's a doorway and it's part of the wall, totally independently of the rest of the wall. It doesn't need the wall on both sides of it in order to create it as a wall, but the very fact that it is a doorway turns it into a section of the wall. But it's independent of the rest of the wall in a way that the regular Pesach is not. It depends on having wall on both sides. Now, Reb Chaim finds support for this idea from a Tosvos on the first Mishnah in the second parak of Erevin. Uh, the Mishnah talks about the Pasei Biros, these walls that they would build around a well to transform the whole area into a Rishos HaYachid. So you had a, a few boards which were put up and uh, would circle around the area of the well. The issue is that this is Paritz Meruba al Haomed. It's mostly open space. And the Tosos asks, what about the Gemara and Erevin on Daf Tesvav, which says that Mida Oraisa, that Hashem told Moshe, that it has to be mostly enclosed space. So Tosos differentiates between a case like Pase Biros, where you have an Amamikan and Amamikan, you have a board on each part, every section has boards, so the openings in the middle are considered openings, they're not considered holes or breaches, as opposed to a case where you don't have a valid wall uh, surrounding each opening. So in that case, it would be a problem if you have the, any opening, it would invalidate the whole machitza. So it says Rab Chaim that this distinction in Tosvos points towards the distinction that he made between the Pesach and the Tzuras HaPesach. When it comes to Pesach, the only reason we view it as an opening and not a hole is because there is a kosher wall on either side of it and that kosher wall creates the opening. So that's why in a case of Pase Biros, Tosfo says where you have a board on either side of it which creates a kosher wall, so the space in the middle is viewed as an opening, not as a hole, and it doesn't invalidate the mechitza. Even if it's parutz meruba al haomed. So in that case, even though 51% of the mechitza is open space, it would still be okay because the kosher walls in between each of the openings transform them into openings and keep it kosher. As opposed to a regular case where you don't have kosher walls with the right dimensions and measurements bookending each of the openings. So in that case, the openings are viewed as a hole and not a an opening, and therefore it would invalidate it unless you have parts merubal ha'omed, so then you have more enclosed space than closed, and that would make this mechitza kosher. But you cannot transform the holes into openings unless they are surrounded on either side by kosher boards that create a wall. So this would prove Rab Chaim's idea that the only reason you can consider a opening, an opening is because of the kosher walls on either side of it. That's what turns it into an opening as opposed to a hole. Uh, as opposed to a Turas HaPesach, which is independent of the boards on either side of it, it itself is part of the wall, uh, but that would not be true for a regular opening, which requires on either side of it a kosher wall. 
Now, Reb Chaim continues and he says that even without the additional distinction that he made between a Pesach and a Tzuras Pesach, even with the first distinction between a Pesach and Tzuras Pesach, which said that a Pesach does not become part of the wall, it only resolves the breach, as opposed to a Tzuras Pesach, which becomes part of the wall. So Reb Chaim says that that would also explain this Tosfos, because in the case of Pase Biros, where you have kosher walls surrounding the entire area, it doesn't matter that it's parts Meruba al Haomed, it's 51% open, because we don't need the openings to be part of the wall. The only thing we need is for them not to be considered a breach, which invalidates the Mechitza. So for that, we can say the fact that they are openings is sufficient, and that we no longer view these as holes, we see them as openings, they don't passel the Mechitza, and therefore there's a good Eruv in this case. As opposed to in a case where you don't have kosher walls all surrounding this area, so then you need to use the opening as part of the wall, and an opening is not part of the wall. A tzuras pesach is part of the wall, but a pesach alone is not part of the wall, and therefore it cannot complete and be part of the mechitza. So Reb Chaim concludes that even with his more basic distinction that he made, uh, this tosos could also be explained why he distinguishes between a case of pase biros with kosher walls all around and other cases where you require 51% enclosed space. Now Reb Chaim has one final step in this analysis and he says that uh, the two themes he's been discussing, whether you need kosher walls for a Pesach because the Pesach cannot be part of the wall, or you need kosher walls in order to create the Pesach, make it a Pesach as opposed to a hole, says Rab Chaim that fundamentally they're the same thing. Because if you don't have a kosher wall, so then you cannot view this as a wall, and if you don't have a wall, then you cannot view this as a Pesach, so all you have is a big opening, a big hole, which negates the whole wall. But once you have kosher walls all around, so then in that case you have walls, and the spaces in the middle, we view them as openings, not as holes that invalidate it. So uh, so once you have the wall, then everything falls into place and the spaces in the middle don't negate it. But if you don't have that kosher wall going all around, so then it's not going to help you to consider the spaces in the middle as openings because the opening does not contribute to the wall. And without a wall, you can't consider it an opening. So uh, all of this is actually one theme. A wall which depends on Pesach, on an opening to be a wall, is not a wall. And likewise, a Pesach, which is not in a kosher wall, is not considered a Pesach in Halacha. Now, Reb Chaim proves this distinction between a Pesach and a Tzuras Pesach from a Gemara in Sukkah and Daf Dalid. The Gemara there records a machlokas between Reb Yaakov and the Chachamim about a case of a Sukkah made from a Diyumad, which is a pillar in the corner, which is wide enough that it could be considered a wall on both sides of the triangular angle that it's in. So you could get two walls out of this one corner pillar. So Rabbi Yaakov says that uh, that is two walls, but the Chachamim say that a sukkah requires two full walls with the full shear of a wall. And for the third one, you can get away with a tefach. So Rabbi Chaim points out that the Gemara in Sukkah and Daf Zayin says explicitly that Sukkah is more lenient than Shabbos because Shabbos requires Omed Meruba al Haparutz, 51% enclosed. But uh, the Sukkah can be Parutz Meruba al Haomed. It can be more open space than closed space. So if so, says Rab Chaim, why do you need two full walls with the Shi or why can't you just have these corner 
uh, pillars which have enough shear to create two halachic walls. So says Rab Chaim that this proves his point, that in order to create a Pesach, you have to have a shear of the wall, otherwise the Pesach is considered a hole and not an opening. In order to transform this space into an opening which doesn't invalidate the wall, you have to have a kosher shear of the wall, aside from any concerns about parts merubal ha'omed and whether it can be 51% open space or not. Regardless of that whole issue of how much open versus closed space there needs to be in these walls, there has to be a kosher section of the wall in order to make something a Pesach. And if there isn't, then we would consider it just a breach, a hole in the wall, and it invalidates the whole wall. So that's why sukkah, even though it can be mostly open space, but if you don't have kosher walls, it's not going to be kosher because the openings will be considered holes and they will invalidate the sukkah. And this is all distinct from Tzuras HaPesach, where you have the two poles on the side and the one going over them. So in that case, it actually becomes like the wall itself. And it's not just that it prevents the opening from invalidating the wall, but it actually becomes a section of the wall. And again, Rab Chaim proves this from Igmara in the Sukkah and Zayin. The Igmara quotes a machlokus there between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Simon in the name of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Uh, in a case where you have two walls facing each other and you have uh, a space going down the middle. You have an alley going down the middle. So the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can put a little tefach additional wall on any side that you want and you're okay. But the other opinion holds that you would need to put a four tefach board and you need to put that within three tefachim of one of the boards. And because if it's less than three tefachim in halacha, we see them as connected. So therefore you have seven tefachim. And the Gemara adds that in addition to all of that, you need a Tzuras HaPesach connecting that board with the other remaining third wall. So Reb Chaim points out that the Tzuras HaPesach in this case is intended to bridge the divide. There's a space in between these two walls of the Sukkah and the Tzuras HaPesach is intended to bring them together. So that's why it needs to be at Surah Sa'Pesach, because you need some form of a wall here. A Pesach alone would not be sufficient because that only resolves the problem that there's a gaping hole in the middle of a wall, but it doesn't create a wall. But at Surah Sa'Pesach bridges the divide by creating a wall, and that's why you require a Surah Sa'Pesach. So in summary, this has been a long analysis, but this brings us to a full understanding of the difference between a Tzuras HaPesach and a regular Pesach. Uh, Tzuras HaPesach is part of the wall in a way that Pesach is not. If so, says Rab Chaim, coming back to the original questions on the Rambam, this seems almost even more problematic because the Rambam held that with a Tzuras HaPesach, you need Omed Meruba Al HaParutz. You need to have more enclosed space in the or the sukkah than open space. But the way Reb Chaim just explained this at length, the Tzuras HaPesach itself is part of the wall, and so all the more so you shouldn't need more enclosed space. The Tzuras HaPesach should count towards the enclosed space. So Reb Chaim makes a very key distinction here, that in the Shittas HaRambam, a Tzuras HaPesach is considered a wall, but it does not complete the shear of the mechitza. So it is considered a mechitza, but it's considered a mechitza without a shear to it. It does not contribute towards the necessary minimum shear of the walls. 
Now, with regard to sukkah, says Rab Chaim, that we can prove this from two places. First of all, the Gemara we just quoted about a sukkah which had two boards on the side, so you need to put a four tefach board between them, and it needs to have a tzuras pesach Says Rab Chaim, why do you need the four tefach board at all? Just have the tzuras pesach and that's it. That will unite the two facing boards with each other. So this proves that a tzuras pesach is not sufficient to create a shear. And therefore for sukkah, where you do need three walls with a shear, so you would need to put a third board on the third side of the sukkah. And uh, the similar case uh, where you have two boards which are at an angle to each other, they're at a 90 degree angle, so you have to add a third board on one of the sides. You make it a tefach and you put it within three tefachim to create a third wall. And there too, we require a tzuras pesach in addition to that. So says Rab Chaim, why isn't the tzuras pesach alone sufficient? Why do you even need a board at all on that side? So the answer is because tzuras pesach, according to the Rambam, does not add a shear. You need a third wall. A tzuras pesach will create a wall, but it's a wall without a shear, and therefore you need an actual board there to create the shear. So essentially, the concept. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's, I'm loving it. The Vitzuras HaPesach creates what Reb Chaim calls Lehechoshev Kulo Mukaf Mechitza. It makes this whole area considered as if it's surrounded by walls. But it does not create a shear. And in this way, says Rav Chaim, it's different from other concepts in halacha like lavud, where if it's within three tfachim, we combine the two objects, or omed rubal haparutz, that the wall has to be mostly enclosed. Those are concepts which not only create a wall which encloses the space, but the wall itself has a shear of a wall. So in halacha, we view them as if there is a full wall standing here, even if it's a, a halachic concept of a wall. But at Suras HaPesach is one step below that. It only creates a wall in the sense that we view this space as enclosed by a wall, but it's not an actual halachic wall with a shear. And uh, the third step, one step even below Suras HaPesach, is a regular Pesach, which is not even considered a wall. It only resolves the problem so that we don't view this as a breach, which passes the whole wall 
instead we see it as a Pesach, so the wall is still kosher. So those are the three levels that Reb Chaim's setting up right now. So accordingly, the Rambam holds that both Eruv and Shabbos and Sukkah, both of them require actual shear of a wall. It's not just sufficient to have a wall which encloses the space, which is a Tzuras HaPesach, but you have to have an actual physical wall with a full shear of a Mechitza. And so that's why Tzuras HaPesach is not sufficient and you need Omen Ruba Al HaParutz, even though Tzuras HaPesach is a wall, as we explained at length, uh, but it's not a shear of a wall and therefore you need 51% enclosed space to create the shear of the wall. So that explains why the Rambam holds that even with Tzuras HaPesach, you still need Omed Meruba Al HaParutz. Now, so far in this piece, we've been discussing two areas of halacha which require walls. One is the sukkah and one is the Erev on Shabbos. Now says Rab Chaim that there's a third area. And Erev in Dafyadal, if the Gemara talks about kalayim, you're not allowed to have two species growing together, so you need to separate them with a wall. So the Gemara over there talks about having a purely tzuras ha-pesach. You had four corners with uh, a wire going around them. And the Gemara over there says that that was sufficient for Kalaim. That was considered a wall that separated between the two species and you were able to grow them on either side. Uh, says Rab Chaim, according to the Rambam, even though Tzuras HaPesach is a wall, but as we've said, there's no shear to the wall. So it must be, says Rab Chaim, that there's a distinction between Kalaim and Shabbos and Sukkah, that in Klaim you don't need an actual wall, you only need a wall which makes a break between the two species growing on either side. And therefore, even if you don't have the shear of a wall, you don't have what in Halacha is considered a full wall, uh, so long as you have a Tzuras HaPesach, which is certainly a wall in Halacha, so that would be sufficient for Kilaim. As opposed to Shabbos and Erevin, as we've said, that they require not only a wall, but a wall with the Shior, and that at Surah Pesach is not. But uh, Reb Chaim points out that this analysis is difficult from the next few lines of the Gemara. The Gemara records the machlokas between Reish Lakish and Reb Yochanan whether the leniency of Kilaim, this Tzuras HaPesach, applies to Shabbos. And Reb Yochanan says, no, it does not apply to Shabbos. And the Gemara asks on him, how could you say that a Mechitza with only Tzuras HaPesachs is not sufficient for Shabbos? If you have four poles and, uh, and a wire going around all of them. So the Gemara seems to say very clearly clearly that this is a good mechitza on Shabbos, and Reb Chaim just explained in the Rambam that this is not a good mechitza because it does not have a shear. You need some actual boards to give it a shear of a mechitza. So this whole theory seems to contradict the explicit Gemara in Erevin Dafyad Aleph. So Reb Chaim answers that the Gemara in Erevin is actually talking about where there are three regular walls. And the whole discussion is only on the fourth wall. So that's why uh, the Gemara assumes that it should certainly be kosher over there. Because when you have three kosher walls, uh, the fourth one just needs a lechi, just one post. So then certainly a tzuras pesach should be okay. It does not require a full wall with a shear. So that explains that Gemara. Uh, but, says Rab Chaim, there's still another Gemara which is a problem. And uh, that is an Eruv in Vav. The Gemara talks about how to create an Eruv in an alley which runs between two streets. So the Gemara says that on one side you have to have a Tzuras HaPesach and on the other you have a 
lechi or a korah, either a beam or a post. So uh, the question here is that you only have two full walls and one very small wall without a shear. And for the fourth wall, the Gemara still says that a tzuras pesach works. But uh, according to the Rambam's shita, a tzuras pesach does not create a wall with a shear. So how does this work? So Reb Chaim says that uh, we could answer according to Rashi's shita that you only need two full walls, and then on the third wall you could have a lechi, and that creates a rishus hayachid. So here too, in this alley, you have two full walls, and the fact that you have tzuras pesach on the third, so that would be enough. If even a lechi, just one little post, is enough, so then certainly a tzuras pesach is going to work. But, says Rab Chaim, that's not going to work for the Rambam, because the Rambam himself disagrees with Rashi, and he holds that you can only have a lechi on the fourth side. You cannot have it on the third side. You'd need three full walls, and then the fourth one can be a lechi. So according to the Rambam himself, we're going to have a problem. How do we read this Gemara, which says that an alley which runs between two streets, you can have on one side a lechi, and on the other side a tzuras pesach but according to the Rambam, a tzuras pesach does not have a shear of a wall, and you need three full walls. You cannot have two walls and a lechi. So how does that that Gemara work. So Reb Chaim says a brilliant twist to explain this. He says that as we've explained, a Tzuras HaPesach is not a shear of a wall, but it is a wall in the sense that this area is now enclosed in walls. It's surrounded by walls. If so, says Reb Chaim, the Rambam held that even though Tzuras HaPesach does not create a Rishus HaYachid, because in order for it to be a Rishus HaYachid, it needs full-fledged walls, but a Tzuras Pesach surrounding it does mean that it's no longer a Rishus HaRabim. It's now in an undefined zone. It's not a Rishus HaRabim and it's not a Rishus HaYachid, but according to the Rambam, in that undefined area, you are allowed to carry. So the Halacha, according to the Rambam, is not that you only can carry in a Rishus HaYachid. The Halacha is anything which is not a Rishus HaRabim, you're allowed to carry in. And at Suras HaPesach, even though it does not create a Rishus HaYachid, but it is a wall in the sense that it surrounds this area and it removes it from being a Rishus HaRabim and therefore you're allowed to carry in it. And uh, the proof for this, says Reb Chaim, that uh, the Rambam holds it so long as it's not a Rishus HaRabim you can carry is the case of a Mavoy, a courtyard, which became allowed to carry by putting a beam on one side. So the Rambam holds in Perak Yudzai and Halacha test that you're allowed to carry within it but you're not chayiv if you take it from there to the Rishus HaRabim. So you see, this does not have a halacha of a Rishus HaYachid, but still you're allowed to carry in it because it's not a Rishus HaRabim. And the, the Raivid, other uh, critics of the Rambam, question this distinction over there, but Reb Chaim understands that that's the Shittas HaRambam. The only Isur is to carry within a Rishus HaRabim. Anything which is not a Rishus HaRabim, even if it's not a Rishus HaYachid, you're allowed to carry in. And now based on this, Reb Chaim explains the Gemara and Erevin of an alley between two roads. The Rambam holds that an alley is subsumed into the Rishus HaRabim. It has the same halacha as the Rishus HaRabim. 
And Reb Chaim proves this from the Rambam's Psak in Perak Yodalad Halacha Dalid, that if you have a Karen Zavis, a corner area which is surrounded by three walls, but it goes into the Rishus Harabim, so that is considered a Karmelis, it's not considered the Rishus Harabim, but that's because it has three walls surrounding it. It only opens into the Rishus Harabim on one end. But says Reb Chaim, in this case of the alley where it opens in on two ends, so the Shittus Harambam would be that that is literally part of the Rishus HaRabim. It's treated in Halacha as subsumed into the Rishus HaRabim. And so it should need at least three sides surrounding it. As we said, the Rambam holds that you need three sides at minimum. So how do you get away with putting up a Tzuras pesach on one side and one beam on the other side? So Reb Chaim says that according to what he just explained, this now makes sense because since you have a Tzuras pesach on one side, even though that's not enough of a wall to create an actual Rishus HaYachid out of a Rishus HaRabim, but in this case you don't need to create a Rishus HaYachid. All you need to do is separate the alley from the Rishus HaRabim so that it's no longer subsumed as part of the Rishus HaRabim, and that any wall will do, and a Tzuras HaPesach is a wall. So because the Tzuras HaPesach is enough of a wall that it encloses the space, even though it's not enough of a wall to create a shiur, but in the case of this alley, all you need to do is separate this alley from the Rishus HaRabim that it's part of, and putting up a Tzuras HaPesach will do that. So therefore, the Tzuras HaPesach is sufficient to make this into an area where you can carry. And says Rab Chaim that this idea even finds support when you analyze the Rambam in Perak Zion carefully. The Rambam there asks, how do you turn a courtyard with three sides into a full Rishus HaYachid to be able to carry by only putting up either a lechi, one post on the side, or a beam going across? So what the Rambam says, because the fourth side is only Jerabbanan. The first three are required Mida O'Raisa. If you don't have three, then it's Asr Mida O'Raisa. But the fourth side is only Jerabbanan. And because it's only Jerabbanan, they were lenient and they said that either a Lechi or a Kora, either a post on one side or a beam is sufficient. Says Rab Chaim, this is a very difficult Rambam. You only need to say that it's drabanan for the kora, for the beam, because that is not a full wall. But a lechi, which juts out of one side, is a full wall according to halacha. So why does the Rambam have to say that it works because the fourth side is only drabanan? Even if the fourth side would be deoraisa, a lechi would still work. In other words, the Rambam's reason that he gives that it, this is all drabanan on the fourth side, so it's more lenient, is only needed for the case of Korah. But it's not needed to explain how a lechi works because a lechi is considered a wall according to halacha. But says Rab Chaim very brilliantly that according to his reading, now this Rambam makes sense. Because one of the cases where a lechi is sufficient is in an alleyway with only two walls. And on the third side, there's the Tzuras HaPesach, which as we've said, is not a wall which turns it into a Rishus HaYachid. So this case is not a Rishus HaRabim, but it's also not a Rishus HaYachid. It's somewhere in the middle. It's undefined. And still a lechi on the fourth side is enough to make it into a Rishus HaYachid. So that's the case the Rambam is talking about. Of course, in a regular case where you have three full walls and on the fourth side you have a Lechi, so the Rambam holds that that would work no matter what because it's as if you have four kosher walls, the Lechi is a good wall. But the Rambam's specific question is in our unique case
case where you only have two walls and it's Surah HaPesach and then you put a Lechi up, says the Rambam, how does that work? Because now you don't have three full walls, you only have two. And the answer to that is, says the Rambam, that Midoraisa, it's no longer Shus HaRabim, and you're allowed to carry in it, and it's only Midrabanan that you need this fourth side in order to make it a full Rishos HaYochid, and therefore Lechi is sufficient. So this reading of the Rambam proves Reb Chaim's thesis very clearly, that a Tzuras HaPesach is not a full-fledged wall in order to make it a Rishos HaYochid Midoraisa. It's a wall, but it does not have a shear to it, and therefore it removes it from being a Rishos HaRabim in the case of the alley, but it does not make it a Rishos HaYochid with three walls. And uh, back to the beginning of the whole piece, that's why the Rambam holds that in a case where you have Tzuras HaPesach, you still need Omed Meruba Al HaParutz, 51% to be in closed space because a Tzuras HaPesach does not create a shear of a wall. In order to create that, you would need to have actual physical enclosed space. Now, Reb Chaim has one final point before we come back to answer our original questions. Reb Chaim points out that there's still a lingering question on the Rambam. Because the Rambam's original halacha, that if you have a Tzuras HaPesach, which is larger than 10 Amos, and it's a Parutz Meruba Al HaOmed, it's more than 51% open space, that's talking about even when you have walls on all four sides, like the case of Pase Biros, the uh, boards going around the well, which Tosos had said is a Rishos HaYachid, because on all four sides you have boards between the spaces. But the Rambam holds that even in that case, a Tzuras HaPesach would not create a full Rishos HaYachid. And the reason for that, says Rab Chaim, is because if you have two strikes, so the opening is more than 10 Amos wide, and it's parutz merubal ha'omed. It's more open space than enclosed. So in that case, the Rambam holds that it's not a sufficient mechitza. You can't carry. But the problem is that if you only had one strike, then suras pesach would resolve it. If it was only an opening larger than ten amos, but it was omed merubal ha'parutz, so then suras pesach would be sufficient. If it was parutz merubal ha'omed, but the opening was less than ten amos, it would work. So why, when you put both strikes together? Should it be a problem if either one on its own, the Tzuras HaPesach, is able to resolve and overcome? And in addition, Rab Chaim also repeats his question on Sukkah that we don't care if Parutz Meruba Al HaOmed in Hilchus Sukkah. So why suddenly when the opening is more than 10 Amos, should it suddenly invalidate the Sukkah if it's Parutz Meruba Al HaOmed? So Rab Chaim applies the idea that he mentioned before that there's a difference when it comes to a regular Pesach between whether you have kosher boards on either side of it or not. If you have kosher boards on both sides of the opening, then we view it as a Pesach. But if the wall itself is non-kosher, so then we just view this as a breach in the wall, not a Pesach. Says Rab Chaim, even though he said that by Pesach, and a Tzuras Pesach is an independently standing wall, and we view it as a wall, but still the same application applies to a Tzuras Pesach. If there are kosher walls on both sides of the Tzuras Pesach, then it creates within the Tzuras Pesach a continuation of the wall, and it's as if it's a wall with a shear. 
But this continuation of the wall on either side is only if the Tzuras HaPesach is less than 10 Amos. If it's greater than 10 Amos, then it's no longer considered a continuation of the two kosher walls. It's not just a part of the wall. It's a separate standing entity on its own, and it has to be a wall on its own. So at Tzuras HaPesach, which is less than 10 Amos, and on both sides are kosher walls, is going to be a full wall with a shiur. It's a full-fledged mechitza, as opposed to a Tzuras HaPesach, which is larger than 10 Amos, which breaks between the two walls. And even though we consider it a wall, but it's the kind of wall that doesn't have a shear, as we've explained at length. And so now if we apply these principles into the Rambam, it will all fit together. The Rambam holds that if the Tzuras HaPesach is more than 10 Amos wide, and the wall is more than 51% open space, then you cannot carry in this area. It's not considered a Rishus HaYachid because the Tzuras HaPesach is a wall, but it's a wall without a shear, and a wall without a shear does not make it a Rishus HaYachid, and you cannot carry. But if there's only one strike, so the, the Tzuras HaPesach is less than 10 Amos, then even if the majority of the wall is open space, it's still a kosher mechitza wall because the Tzuras HaPesach creates continuity between the wall and it's as if there's a full shear. And conversely, if the Tzuras HaPesach is more than 10 Amos, but it's Omed Rubal HaParutz, so then also the wall is kosher because you have more than 51% enclosed space, and so it's a kosher wall. So this is the explanation why the Rambam holds that only with two strikes together does it invalidate the wall, but either one on its own, the Tzuras HaPesach is able to overcome. If the only problem is that most of the wall is open space, so the Tzuras HaPesach resolves that by turning this open space into a doorway. So then it doesn't invalidate the wall. And if the only problem with the wall is that there's an opening which is larger than 10 Amos, so the Tzuras HaPesach is also able to resolve that by bridging that opening together. But if you have both problems, then the Tzuras HaPesach cannot overcome that. And this now explains the Rambam's Psak in Sukkah. Rab Chaim's question was, if we don't care whether the Sukkah is mostly enclosed space or not, why if there's an opening larger than 10 with the Tzuras HaPesach, then the Rambam says that most of the sukkah has to be enclosed space. Says Rab Chaim, because based on what he explained, the only leniency for a sukkah is that you don't need most of it to be enclosed space. But you still need a wall. There is no question that a sukkah, the same as the Eruv on Shabbos, requires a wall. So when you have an opening which is more than 10 Amos, and the majority of the wall is open space, so then the problem here is in the wall. It's no longer an issue that you have a large amount of open space, but your wall has been breached, and that the Tzuras HaPesach is not able to resolve. So therefore, when you have such an, a large opening with the Tzuras HaPesach, it becomes a problem even for Sukkah, and the only way to resolve it is to have mostly closed space. So that's why a Sukkah with such a large breach is different 
different than a regular sukkah. A regular sukkah can be mostly open space, but that's a special leniency for sukkah. When you're talking about the wall being invalidated by such a huge breach, so in that situation, the sukkah reverts to like the Shabbos, and you have to resolve it by building mostly enclosed walls. And finally, the last point to answer the Magid Mishnah's question that Reb Chaim began with, the Rambam held that if you have a Tzuras HaPesach on larger than 10 Amos and most of the wall is open, it invalidates the wall. The Magid Mishnah had asked, as we began with, that this goes against the Gemara in Erevin, which says that if a Tzuras HaPesach works, it works both for a breach which is larger than 10 Amos and a wall which is mostly open space. So why does the Rambam differentiate that Tzuras HaPesach only works for more than 10 Amos, but not for Parutz Meruba Al HaOmed. Says Rab Chaim, the Rambam agrees that Atsuras HaPesach works both for more than 10 Amos and for Parutz Meruba Al HaOmed. He just holds that it doesn't work if those both are together. So the Rambam is not going against the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that Tzuras HaPesach works for both of those cases, and the Rambam agrees with that, but the Rambam is just qualifying that it has to be one of them at a time. But if both of them come together, so then it will not work, and that's for the reason we explained just a few moments ago. Now, this is a fairly lengthy and difficult piece, so if you're still with us, Yashar Koach. In conclusion, I'm just going to summarize briefly some of the key conceptual points that Rav Chaim touches on throughout this piece. The key distinction that he talks about is the difference between a Tzuras HaPesach and a Pesach. A Tzuras HaPesach is considered a wall, whereas a Pesach is considered a resolution to the breach which is sitting there, but it itself is not a wall. The second aspect of this distinction is that even a Tzuras HaPesach is considered a wall, but it's different than a full-fledged wall, which has a shear. A Tzuras HaPesach is considered a wall, which makes a break, but it does not create the shear. And the third component of this discussion is the distinction between a Tzuras HaPesach, which has kosher walls around it and is less than 10 Amos wide, so we view that as a continuation of those kosher walls, and it is a full-fledged wall, versus a Tzuras HaPesach, which doesn't have kosher walls on the side or is larger than 10 Amos, which is a standalone independent wall, which again is a wall, but it does not have a shear. So those are three different components as to how to understand the basis of the halacha of Tzuras HaPesach and how exactly we qualify that concept. Now, in addition, Rab Chaim uh, touched on two other distinctions. Uh, he briefly alluded to a distinction between the laws of sukkah, what kind of walls you need, and the laws of Erevin on Shabbos. Uh, he did not really elaborate on that, and he will pick that up in Hilchos Sukkah and discuss it more. And uh, he also discussed the distinction between Hilchos Kilaim, uh, separating between two different species which are growing nearby, where all you need is a wall which separates uh, versus Hilchos Sukkah and Hilchos Shabbos, where you need a full-fledged wall, not just a separation. So those are some of the key themes. There's a lot of conceptual issues that are discussed in this piece. And uh, two of the issues he will pick up, uh, the difference between Sukkah and Shabbos, as I mentioned, he'll pick up. And in the following piece, immediately right after this, he will 
pick up on the distinction he made between a wall, which is an actual wall, versus somewhere that just encloses the space and creates a perimeter around a certain location. So that will become an important distinction in Hilchos Erevin, that you don't need a wall necessarily, you just need the space to be surrounded. And that was how he explained that a Tzuras HaPesach at times just surrounds the space without being a wall. So that distinction he'll pick up and develop nicely. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud.